Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast. And now, good morning, amigo. Good morning, amigo. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning to all. On this, I guess today is the 24th day of June. Why does that date ring a bell to me? Can you do a little on this date? We always blow it. You know, I had the same exact feeling a little earlier. Well, Monday it happened. And you know what? We missed Monday, right? Uh, what was it again? I think it was uh, the Ray Allen shot. No, that was last week. Monday we missed this Dan Good. I do miss Dan Good. We're going to open up the show. Can uh, you give Actually, me a second so I can load up a song? Sure. Let me, not, let me not confuse people. I know we had said that today my kids would be hosting the show and we would be on recon. But after, after further review, we sat and met with our logistics team. Not only are we excited about doing a radio show upon busting the Holy Cat Lady, but we believe that we need a little more intel before we could take the risk of moving the show on the road, so to speak. You can understand that, right? Absolutely. So one of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to go through the cloud. When I went by this morning, there were more cats congregated than normal. And as I look at the live feed, and we're going to include the live feed in today's broadcast if you're streaming through Periscope, Facebook Live, or YouTube Live. Is that correct, Frank? We're going to have that on the stream? I have it on right now just to show folks what it's going to look like. So, yes, we are going to have the live stream. Um, yeah, with a live ticker and everything. And what's great about it is I believe I can talk into this and scare them if they're there. So uh, what, I, I don't think I'm going to do that. We're trying to gain some intel. And we had reason to believe after we interviewed some people in the neighborhood that this doesn't happen on back-to-back -back days. So we need to see if that's the case or not. On one of the breaks, Frank, I'm going to go through the early footage before we jumped on the air uh, to see if maybe there was an early uh, smorgasbord because I don't see any cats around today like I did yesterday, uh, which could mean they're finished or they realize there's nothing to eat today. So I want to go through some of that footage as well. We haven't forgotten about the holy cat lady. I didn't mean to disappoint you, but we've really put a lot of time, effort, and a little money into busting this lady. So now that I have that in good place, I am uh, confident that while we have this live stream and we'll be able to monitor this throughout the day, uh, that at some point we're going to gain enough intel where we can go in like a good ops team and finish the job. You excited about this, Frank? It's kind of silly at some point. Right? It is silly, but I told you that let's wait. Let's have everything set up. Now we have the proper setup because now I have everything logged in. Because it would have sucked if I was out there at 92 degree, 7 a.m., Heat. No, but see, but the good thing about nine a.m. heat. The good thing about this is now that we set the live uh, feed here in the studio. Now, when you do go do that show, we'll be able to show you live on the actual camera of the of the um, uh, that we have set up of the live feed. So not only are we going to be able to see your kids hosting the show, but we're also going to see you in the act busting or all live here. Which on would Good be Morning beautiful. Video. Which would be beautiful. Uh, at which point I believe we will have a live feed of that somehow through Instagram. And we're going to get this to happen. I'm going to time it. It's going to happen beautifully. I did want to clear something up, though, because I had a couple of questions. The first thing is I want to be perfectly clear about one thing, Frank, because we kid around a lot on the show. I actually do care about the cats. I seriously, seriously care about the cats. And I believe there's a solution that could make everyone happy. <laughs> that laugh sounds familiar. <laughs> Did, is that Lauren yesterday when she came on? My lovely Lauren. Yeah, buddy. 
Yes, she was. <laughs> she was wonderful. I made her giggle more than once. I'm good at that. <laughs> that was my favorite one because that was like the super sarcasm. Like, all right, here, I'm ready. Let's go. I'm really good at getting ladies in interviews to giggle. <laughs> I have a Gina Carano laugh that I'm gonna. We're gonna have to make. We're gonna have to start getting sounds of these women laughing during radio shows that I'm hosting. Oh no, that's that's the plan. I mean, oh, I have a few women, in my. I have women. a few in my archives. We, not we just women, together. but like men too, right, oh, Jason? Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Remember, Jason's logged into the show at all times. <laughs> <laughs> all right, enough with the laughing. This was the time yesterday when I busted her, more or less. <laughs> I want to be clear. I have nothing against the cats. And I believe that the solution to the problem could actually be. Actually, it was about five minutes ago. Five minutes from now. So you guys. I believe I believe that Steve Bobo made a good point. And let's put some cages, you know, the, 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 the traps, catch them, spay and neuter them. Here's what spaying and neutering, neutering them does. Domesticates them. You're less likely to run into fornication problems. I'm very candid. It's no, nothing's more irritating than hearing five cats having a, a moment. Five. Well, I don't want to refer to it. I don't want to refer to it as what lovingly the two live crew used to refer to it as. And it's not a subway. It's a rhymes with grain. Yes, yeah, so if there's five of them, is, one of them is having something run on them. Yes. Is the O word a bad word? I don't like using that word too much. <laughs> like, I avoid it. I know we're on a platform that I could say orgy and train ah! and nobody's going to get mad at me. That's what you wanted. But <laughs> there it is. I don't like to do that. We don't <laughs> like to do that around here. Thank you, Lauren. <laughs> Uh-oh, I see some felines. I do, too. I'm Why are they coming around? Oh, they're all coming. Look who's there, Frank. Oh, Frank, look who's live there. On the Look we have her live on the feed. It's the same time every day. Oh, we have her live. What do I? I'm gonna let her ride. Look at her right there. Oh, this was beautiful. This footage. Look at her. Oh, you're busted. Oh, oh she came yesterday. every day, Frank. I guess my hunch was more right than yours. I went with you guys because it was this. I like math, and the math of it didn't make sense. But I told you guys, this lady's crazy. She feeds them every day. She cares. In her mind, she cares that much. Oh, they all came flocking. But this is so much more delicious because now we're watching it live on the footage. Now this sets us up for you to show up tomorrow or Friday. Oh, tomorrow. Do it all live tomorrow. on the air. Tomorrow. So look at her, look at her, look at her. There better, she is. This is better than you look at this. there. Look at this. Caesar's Palace. You have to pick up your game because the Holy Cat Ladies buffet game is on fire. She has a big bag. Do you wonder if she goes to other spots and feeds cats? It's a possibility. Because she has a big bag, but she's heading back to her car is what it seems like to leave. So the holy cat lady for the second consecutive day on the air busted. Yesterday was a surprise. Today we got her on our feed. So now it's she's on. getting in her car right now. That's yep, exactly It's being naturally broadcast. The holy cat lady no longer Sasquatchian. We have found her routine. And ladies and gentlemen, I believe tomorrow, this time, <laughs> we're going to have a delicious moment on Good Morning Amigo. She has been busted. Same time. Same time. Same bat station. Uh, the holy cat lady, she's going to go holy shit when she runs into me tomorrow. And there she goes. She just drove away. She just drove away. She's gone. I have a feeling some days the buffet's bigger than others because yesterday when I went through the cloud, she was there, Frank, almost 10 minutes. And it seemed like she walked the entire ground. 
Well, it, that's what it seemed like because I have been looking at the video the entire time because I'm like, all right, it's around this time, so it I is. expected her maybe to walk this way. <laughs> I think she cut across the other um, entrance and maybe fed him around the church, so it's a possibility that she's feeding him in multiple stations. This is good. I got unconfirmed reports of another lady with cat food walking in the neighborhood. Then again, Amigo, like, she came, she, we saw the cats go towards her. I didn't see her go the other way. She only put the food right there. Now the birds are coming in, too. And yeah, the birds have a field. I don't mind that. Oh. They don't bother me. Here come the birds. Yeah, they are. They're all over the place. That's fine. But, again, it, it, this is, it's, it's a matter of principle, and I'm going, I love it. We caught her on TV. My camera thing is working so beautiful. That's why this was perfect. This, this is so better good. than you just being there today because now tomorrow we can all set up shop. Yeah, now we have live hold footage. What kind of delicious moment we ever had today? Oh, amazing. If I'd have been there. You know what would happen. Yeah, but, but we wouldn't have been able to see it as much. You know what I mean? Like, we wouldn't have been able to see have as much view like we have well, now. We hadn't done this we hadn't, before the yes, show started. You're right. There, kudos to you. We had to do another day. We were raw. We were too unprepared. You were, you were, look, you were acting on emotions, and I told you, let's take a step back. We're Everybody gonna catch her. Me. This isn't something that's just happening once. People all over the country are like, over and over, and over again. Let's see if she has a pattern. Yeah. Someone told me she definitely goes every day. You can see, like, people are starting to get into this. It's kind of funny. Um, today was a short visit, but maybe she just brought by a snack. I gotta tell you, that means that she's there tomorrow, more or less, same time, same batch. And you know what? If she's not there tomorrow, then you do it again on Friday. Friday but I'm sure she's gonna be there. Oh yeah. And it's <laughs> only two days now that we're eating the <laughs> basura out there. Well, it would be funny if tomorrow I crashed and burned and she didn't go. It would be amazing if she didn't show up tomorrow. It'd be very funny. Like, I'd be kind of rooting for. Well, her. because it'd be like, oh, the saga the continues. continues. Yeah, right. But I have a feeling I'm gonna bust her ass tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Baseball's back. Baseball's back. Baseball's back. Are you excited? I'm not. I'm you know not why really I'm excited. not excited? Because I have a feeling it's gonna be. I have a an sour itche taste. Look, I have a sour taste in my mouth. That's not good. You know, there's only a few times you have a sour taste in your mouth. When you eat Sour Patches, for example, bite into a lemon, what were you thinking? Was you, don't tell me your mind was wandering again. Are you for real? Is that what you were doing? All this time we're talking about this and your mind is somewhere else? Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Good morning, amigo. I mean, really, it really apologist. comes down to... I'm going to make an apologist image for you, bro, because everything that I say, you're like, oh, but LeBron had to do this, and if he, if he had to jump over a car. Isn't LeBron the king? And again, LeBron jump over the Empire State Building? He probably could, but why probably. would he do it? So why doesn't he jump over the Empire State Building to win a slam dunk contest? Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. This is Dag Prescott, and you're listening to Slam Radio. Good morning to you. Get the hell up. You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145. I can't seem to remember. I pulled my water out of the fridge, and then I haven't even brought it in here. Don't go get it. I'll get another break. Relax. It's not that big a deal. It's right here. Is it? Is that where I left it? Mm -hmm. I don't remember where I left it. 
I have a computer with no juice because I was mixing last night. Um, so I'll be candid with you. If we play a mix on Friday, it won't be live. Okay. It'll be probably a mix that I'm going to work on. Nobody needed to know that, but okay. Well, it's not even... Well, I'm being honest. I mean, I'll do live and I'll tell you it's live. Like, I'm not going to pawn it off as live and I record it. Like... Last week I went live and you had video shots of me. I'm like, I'm not going to do that this week. I'm Fair enough. Not in the mood to do that, but I'm working on a freaking pretty darn crazy mix. Um, and I think it's going to get in the can today. I've been practicing. You know, I have a playlist and practicing off of it. And, and the mixes seem to be getting better. I'm refining cue points and just getting ready to record an hour of unadulterated crazy ass. A little different genre this time around. More of, a, of an R&B and hip hop genre less freestyle actually i don't believe there's any any freestyle in this mix so um what what yeah what 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 yes what 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 yes absolutely there will be none of that <sighs> that's a first why is what's with the first you because that's I mean? your that's your go-to genre you always because i love even when you're like oh it's gonna be hip-hop you always end up finding oh no 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 this freestyle or something that meshes into nope. a freestyle oh no 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 i didn't bring the hard drive today i wish i would have i would have actually divulged some of the music to you oh no 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 a lot of jay-z biggie tupac m uh and others Definitely hip-hop and R&B. There's no doubt. And it's not even my, like, you're, what's going to throw you off, it's just not what I usually mix. And then, hopefully, unless I screw up, if it's as good as I think I can put together, that's where you're going to drop back and go, holy Toledo, where did this come from? Because it's not something I normally do. I've been quietly working on this. So I will be honest, I don't, uh, I don't edit anything like post. Right? I, you get what you get. But obviously, if I start a mix and 15 minutes in, it doesn't come out right. I start again. Like, you know. yeah, fair enough. Right. So I don't want to screw this mix up live because that's how good I think it is. I, like, I want this to be a signature mix. That's how good the mix of songs, the combination of songs I have going on. There's some play on words with some of them. There's, there's stuff that goes on in there that you're going to be like, wow, Larry, that, that, you put time into this one. So it is what it is. Just saying, you know. Are you surprised? No, I'm not because you have been working hard. And every time I hear you mix, I'm like, okay. Um, I hadn't mixed in a while. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to get back into it. And I kind of have secretly been working on a little playlist myself. I know you have. Because you immediately get all bent out of shape when you see that I've been working on something. Because I have to be better than you in that. Because you're better than me in talking. I think I can... <laughs> You're the producer guy, like, right? I'm not the beats guy. I'm just kidding, man. You're the producer guy, so you better be better at the beats thing than me. I, I think the only thing that comes to play with me being any good at this is the astonishment of that I'm good at it. Like, it's not, it's a little unexpected as much as I love music. Well, you know what also it is? It's like how fast, like, you've gotten to this point. So, um, it went started slow, though. I, hold on I've been at this two years now, right? But hold on a minute. I get it. But I, mixed, I'm, I DJ'd my own 50th birthday party after practicing for about six were, weeks. And you were garbage. I was horrible. You were garbage. Horrible. But the fact that you had the testis, uh, testicular fortitude, the way mankind used to say it, in order to do that, it, 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 I was like, okay, I was kind of surprised. And when we started, when I started at Slam, it was like August 28th of 2018. 
when you show me, you're like, oh, look, this is the DJ thing. And I'm looking at it, and I was super intimidated by the board. And then you started kind of mixing, so I kind of, like, looked a little bit, missing a known mix a little bit, kind of got me more intrigued and stuff. But then as soon as you showed me one mix one day, then I'm like, all right, hold on a minute. If Larry can do this, I'm pretty sure I can do it, too. And then that's when I started dabbling in it. So now seeing two yeah, years later where we are. If this guy can do this, anybody can mix. No, but, like, considering, like, how much, like, you watch a DJ work and you're like, oh, my God, bro, how do you know where the, where your hands are supposed to go? How do you know when to turn a knob, when to turn the knob? I'll practice. Right. So now all of a sudden I'm seeing you do it and I'm like, okay, you know, like, <laughs> no offense, moving. Larry, but technology-wise, you're, you're pretty good, but there's a lot of stuff that I help you with, you well, know? You have to help me with, but with all due respect... I've told you this before. My friends my age come to me as the guru because I'm the guy that runs the radio station. Right, right, right. So please, when you see me a bit short of where you're at, remember that I'm leaps and bounds ahead of people my age. I, that's I have why I that don't have social that. media. That's why I just said that. They, they're all thumbs on their phone. Like they can't, they're, they use WhatsApp. Because I don't know why, but it's like they, they're not. Advanced. Right. But that's you have why to admit I, that's that why I said that. Life. But like seeing you, whenever you go look at a button that you don't know what you touch, you're kind of like very timid about touching the button or whatever. Not afraid. But you're, yeah, you're careful. Dude, you're I'm the guy that reads instructions when he builds an IKEA thing, right? Well, I mean, we all I, do. I, I, yeah, but I'm really methodical when I do things. I'm typical Virgonian. I like to make sure it's done correct, even if it takes extra time. But seeing you, how careful you are touching buttons that you're not aware of, and then all of a sudden one day just watching you very smoothly go and stroke and change things. I started researching. I started going on YouTube, and I would come and be like, "Hey, look, you gotta try this. You gotta try well, this." So all of a sudden, me. you're looking at me like, "How do you learn that?" And I'm like, "I'm I'm researching stuff. Yeah. That's what I do. I research, and then I plan it out, and then I and then I execute." I have a new way of echoing now. Like I've just a lot of things that I've because learned. I showed you that too. Yeah, you showed me the echoing, but now I've gone. I've gone with it, and I've become like the the connoisseur of the echo. But that's I've gone overboard with it. You're supposed to learn the the the, um, the technique, I guess, and then from there you're supposed to build your own style. I'm getting to the point that where depending on the song and where my what my ear is telling me amidst the mix, what I wanted and how to echo is how you have to put the knob. And there's no perfect science to that. You're gonna miss sometimes. Like you, t you sometimes throw your filter like to end out songs. There's times that I start filter, <laughs> I start songs with the filter, with the filter all the way high, come on, and then I start just and and with the, with kind of a, a kind of a re repeat, and I do little different things like that because I'm not learning how to scratch yet. Very difficult. Whoa. That's very Whoa, difficult. Scratching difficult. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, the no, no, no. It's very difficult. I'm just being sarcastic because I've been working on that too. I'm sure you have. The part that I have to get I is find. <laughs> no, the scratching. I'm like, I haven't done it yet. I'm I haven't had the nerve to do the it. The thing that I need to learn how to do it and how to get it, how they scratch it, and they're able to get it back to the cue point. That's oh. the one thing that I haven't really been able to master. Well, you have to. I've been working on that. <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything else. I'm not bragging. All I'm telling you is, is that I have been. Instead of Q, you know how you have the Q buttons? And now we're talking DJ language here. But then you have the Q buttons when you mix. I am able to scratch and hit and, and, and cut. Scratch and cut into the point without using the Q buttons. So it's expounding. At some point, I believe I will continue to get better. I don't still think. I think the only reason I can mix on national radio is because I run the national radio station. Because I don't think I'm good enough. And I hear everybody mix. And... What is funny, though, is I will hear some of the guys that I've had a lot of respect for here, not Laz, but others. And, you know, I listen to Globalization all the time, and all my boys at Globalization, I love them all. Some of those DJs are amazing. Some are good. Some I feel like I'm as good as. But the one thing they have is they have years of experience that I don't. So they can get in the mix. They can do a lot of things um, that I haven't yet learned to do. Like, we're going to work on drops. DJ, amigo, whatever, right? Adrian has his professional drops. You have your professional drops. I don't want 
to go get. I want either you do my drops or somebody else do my drops. It doesn't matter, but I'm not going to go out and – we have a studio. We can do it here. Yep. can change my all here. The point is those guys have put their life – the same way I put my life into being in the media or being on the radio, they've put their life into being DJs. So for dude like me to come two years and think I'm as good, I'm not anywhere near their level. But what I am trying to say is that now I listen, and it's not so much that I hear mistakes, but I hear things that I can relate to within a mix that they'll do or go through, and I understand it where before I was just listening to music. You know what I mean? It's really, uh, it's been fun. The journey of learning how to mix has been fun. The one thing that's funny that has never changed throughout all the years you do sort of have to be in the mood. You have to be in the mood. And I got to imagine guys like DJ Laz, right? And DJ City and, and DJ Chino and some of our friends. I don't think they get to choose when they're in the mood to mix. Like, that's who they are. Well, uh, the, the money kind of puts you in the mood to mix. Well, sometimes I'm not in the mood to talk sports, but I mean, this baby's on at 7 o'clock yeah. every morning and I got to do it. Um, it's just weird. Because when you do it as a hobby, it's different than when you do it as, as a living. And, um, you know, Laz has been pretty, Laz is a busy guy. So I don't get a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with Laz. So a lot of the stuff is virtually. Mm -hmm. um, and I just let him hear a little blurs, but I still haven't sent him what I need to send him. And he'll show me a tip. I'll ask him a question when you do this, and he'll just answer me. So it's small little things. I haven't even had a chance to sit with him for two or three hours and do things. That's what I'm trying to do. Right. Uh, but I do believe, I will pat myself on the back, I think it is kind of curiously, not funny, but cu certainly curiously impressive that I've been able to sort of teach myself this, bang up against the bumpers and, and get to the point I'm at. And when I put together a good mix, it's, it's fun. You know, I get a lot of satisfaction. The kids are in their rooms doing stuff, and, like, my son will come out once in a while and go, oh, wow, what was that? You know, and a lot of times I'm just practicing. Right. Not even really, okay, let's record this. I'm not recording anything. I'm just practicing. Well, I mean, I'm practicing also, but I'm tra I'm just practicing because I really want to get certain things. But, I mean, I'm not practicing like tr the traditional way that others have told me to practice. I'm practicing along while I'm mixing because I've, I will try to practice certain ways, but then I find myself getting out of the mood for it. If I find myself getting right the right matches and the right mixes together, I get more into it. And people make fun of you that you're like the happiest DJ, the most excited DJ because you're here jamming by yourself, which is what you need to do to get yourself into the mood. Man, you should see myself when I'm by myself in my house. I'll hit a mix hard and I'll just, I almost I almost cursed. I'll, I'll hit it hard and I'll just start just screaming like, yes, yes, oh, I scream yes. Out too. I'll do that. Wrong with you? I'm like, yo, you hear this bleep? I got it. I still got it. The, the other day, I, mixed, I hadn't mixed in three months, and I'm like, no, that kid still got it. There's an argument that if we're not just practicing and, it does, and like there's no flow to it, if we're going to practice by virtue of doing 30 minutes of a mix, we should just press record. Like, I'm so guilty of not doing that. And I don't, and I always forget to do it. And I, and I want to catch it from the beginning because I do the entire thing. I get myself in the mood immediately, like how you said, with my drops, because I have an intro. There's a whole countdown thing. By the, I, in the beginning of the intro, I'm like, all right, I don't really want to mix. By the time it hits the five, I'm like, oh, let's get this done. And all of a sudden, now my mood changes. But if I take a break for whatever for five minutes to go do some household chore and then I come back, all of a sudden the mood changes. And then I don't want to mix anything. Well, there's times I'm not in the mood. There's times I'll go turn everything on and I'll look at it and I'm not today. Like, last night I went about 35, 40 minutes. I was doing great. I got out of a song. I sat down and started watching TV. And I, just, and I didn't want to hear another. It's not but sometimes. It's just weird. You don't hear music. So I, always, I do wonder. And last night particularly I wondered, how do you get through that if this is who you are and what you do? That, that, you know, like, 
I got to think there's times Laz just wants to fish in silence. He was wanting to hear music. He was wanting to hear nothing. I got to imagine there comes a point of that. Dude, when we come back, a lot of stuff to get to. Do you know the name Carlos Dillard? Rings a bell, but I not off the top of my head. Well, Carlos Dillard is apparently a an author. He's a guy of some influence, but not huge influence. He's a guy. But I, I jock him because he had an encounter with a Karen recently. Huh. Um, a couple days ago, he gets cut off. Lady goes bananas on him. There's witnesses to the whole thing. He finally tracks her down after she does all the stuff. that she, I mean, she called him the N-word. She did everything. He pulls up behind her and starts filming. And it's 15 minutes of, of gold. And I invite you to go to his uh, Instagram, at Carlos Dillard, and check it out. Some of you may not agree with it. Um, she had an absolute meltdown when she realized she was being filmed because she knew that this was going to go viral and she was going to be getting a lot of hate. But what I found interesting was the very first thing she said when she came out of the car. It's a great radio teaser. I should freaking play it when we come back on the other side. Is that a way, great way to tease it? It's a great way. We'll be back. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. What's up, everyone? This is Tua Tungo Vailoa, and you're listening to Slam Radio. Good morning to you. Get the hell up. You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145. Uh, I just like hearing it. You know that. You heard me whistling in the background. That's who I am. There's a reason why that's my intro song. I love it. Good Morning Amigo. Live from the Plush Studios in Little Havana. Good morning, Amigo, broadcasting live on Slam Radio till 11 o'clock in the morning. Carlos Dillard met a Karen a couple of days ago. So some people don't agree with how this went down. Um, I'm playing this feed from his Instagram. So it's broadcasted. So even though I'm giving the disclaimer, truthfully, I, it's not. Um, there is some objectionable language. But I'm not getting ready. It's worthy and it's not bad. But if there's a couple of bad words in there, we disclaim today that, that that's what's going to come out. This is satellite radio. I can get away with that. Here's Carlos Dillard as he approaches the newest Karen. <laughs> this is in Washington State, Seattle. Karen. You're not gonna sit there and flip me off. You flipped me off. Sir. You don't touch me. Do not touch me. Sir, you flipped me off. Black I don't care. Why did you flip? Why did you flip me off? Karen. By the way, if you can't hear her in her shrieks, the first thing it occurred to her to say after she tried to extend her hands and get him to stop filming was, I have a black husband. We'll continue. Ma'am, did you don't touch me? Do not touch me. Did you, ma'am, did you or did you not cuss me? Did you not? Did you flip me off? Why did I get flipped off? Why did I? Ma'am, I'm a. Karen, are you standing? He's standing literally 15 feet away from me. Explain to me calmly. No, because you're attacking me right now. I'm not attacking you, ma'am. You flicked me off. 
Guys, this is her license plate number. She lives no, here. This is her address. No, this is not true. No, Karen, you flipped me off. No, you cut me off and flipped me off, and now you're playing the victim. Ma'am, would you like to calm down? So I'm definitely not gonna do something like this to the holy cat. Guys, lady. she flipped me off. There's a reason I'm she playing. She literally brother. flipped me off, and then she tried to come home. It also be the Spanish Karen, version of it. Karen, would you like to calm down and have a conversation? Why are you? Am I attacking her? <laughs> Ma'am, I'm not attacking you. You flipped me off, and you thought you could get away with it. You didn't think I would find you. Apparently, she cut him off and called him the N word yeah. as well. She can apologize for calling me a nigger and flipping me off. Sorry about that, guys. Woo! I'm trying to talk to you. My name is Carlos. Would you like to speak to me? This is what we get picked. Ma'am, why are you sitting here crying? What have I done to you? Ma'am, what have I done to you? So if so you can go around the city and flip people off and cut me off. So you didn't flip me off. So this goes on for 15 minutes, which I'm obviously not gonna play. I wanted you to get the gist of what went down, then other people who witnessed came around. She really apparently, there was no one who came to her defense. Apparently, uh, and by the way, for those of you who become doubting Thomases immediately, um, it was two white witnesses and one black witness. Just, in, just so that you don't flip out on it, okay? Um, poor Carlos has taken some crap on social media for this. Which immediately made me say, all right, don't go ballistic on Holy Cat Lady. We're just trying to have fun. And I think I'll be very nice to Holy Cat Lady. I'm just trying to convey a message. And I, I and it did put me on notice. This, you know, we get sensitive and we don't think that it's cool to put that stuff. And actually, I think it does a lot of educating. It, it, it may irritate. It might irritate. It may irritate indeed. But for me, at least, it was a bit educational. So... I'm not defending Karen, but there's a level of panic in her voice. Um, as a human, you, you, you could possibly make a mistake and be and feel bad about it. A lot of people would say in that situation, she felt bad because she got caught and she was put on the spot. And that if she had 100 opportunities to do the same thing, she would do the exact same thing. Well, I'm sure she felt threatened because he followed her and then came at her with a camera, right. which... He comes as close as probably a social distance, six to eight feet. Uh, at times, he is parked kind of awry behind her. His front bumper and her back bumper are literally eight to ten feet away, and he's filming from the back of his car. So there are moments when she's saying, you're attacking me, that he's 25-plus feet away from her. He's nowhere near her. And it's certainly not physical, because he's the first one who says, please don't touch me when she came. You know, don't touch me. There's not an innocent or a guilty. There's, this is all regrettable. This is all shameful. Um, I reached out to Carlos. I said, brother, you got a platform here, and you're not going to get judged. Uh, I happen to agree with how you handled it. Um, I would never nitpick little tiny things because I think it diminishes the message that Carlos is trying to convey. Like, this stuff happens every day and guys whether you agree or disagree that has to wear thin at some point we are more and more seeing people coming out of the woodworks acting like this now word we use karen but acting reprehensibly is what i'd rather use than associate a name 
that many, many wonderful women have, and now all of a sudden are immediately associated with this mentality or mindset. You can immediately see that, you know, right, right along with, with, with names like uh, Gertrude and Mildred being retired forever. I don't know, I see Karen not being used very often moving forward. I, I don't see this generation naming too many other kids Karen. No, and did he, I'm sure she called him the N-word before he went straight to the Karen, right? Because as soon as he opened it, he called her straight Karen. This happened during the road rage. So this, uh, during the road rage. Now, some people are like, well, if she had her mask on, how do you know what she said? I'm like, well, first of all, you can hear her, and second of all, she probably didn't have it on inside the car. So, I'm sure we're going to get a full story. I haven't done enough following up. I know he's not BSing it. Um, same way I also know that what's happened here with Bubba Wallace, NASCAR, and the FBI is also a sign of the times and regrettable. So in my opinion, as I move away from Carlos and move to this topic, to me, everyone's a victim here, including this lady, but Carlos is the biggest victim because what's not seen is what she did to him. Correct. So what he's trying to is hold her accountable, and now to some people he may be the bad guy. He's not the bad guy. He's not the bad guy. That's what the bad guy looks like. What is it? Say good night to the bad guy. guy. He's not a bad guy. He's actually, if you look more into him, one of the night, you see testimonies of months and months ago, and people, not now. He's not bringing this up now. You go through his page, you go through his, his account, and he's a guy that does good and speaks good and is a positive force. Author of a book. He's not a dude that's just de la calle jodiendo. So I have respect for him. I gave. I did not hear back from him. I assume that's probably a no. But I wanted him to know that, you know, he, uh, he had our support on this, Frank. Bubba Wallace has my support. And the reason Bubba Wallace has my support, Frank, is because Bubba had nothing to do with how this went down. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to start by saying what a weird freaking coinkydink. And I'm not inclining one way or another. But what a weird coinkydink that of all the garages, it's the one of the one black driver that the news is hanging. Right. Um, it's kind of vague how the FBI got involved. Um, if there's video proof, when I believe there is video proof that it had been there already, um, let's say everything that the FBI determined is correct. Why is anyone making a Justin Smollett reference when they talk about Bubba Wallace? Why are, why are we doing that? Why are we doing that? Do you realize the guy never saw it? So whether it's some sort of wild conspiracy that your right-wing mind thinks about James Woods, you piece of turd. I blocked you today. You know who James Woods is, the actor. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, a lot of respect for him. He was on any given Sunday. He's an asshole. Okay, when you belittle somebody the way he's trying to belittle Bubba Wallace. But then again, that's his rhetoric. He's got that MAGA rhetoric, and I don't associate with that rhetoric. And I, him and I share a party. And I don't share his mentality. I try to often explain to people, just because you have an R where you vote doesn't mean that you are that R the way you see that R. Because we are diverse as well. I may have conservative views, and I don't even talk about my own politics, but let's get it straight, guys. For the better part of my whole life, I've been either non-associated with a party or a Republican. Period. And I've been through the good times, and I've been through the times where they act like idiots. And then I've been through this. This is a mockery on all levels. 
but we, we tread forward because before I'm a Republican, before I have no party affiliation, before I'm uh, Larry Miliang, before any of that, I'm a child of God born in the United States of America. And in this country, and the, and, and the values of this country do not permit me to judge Bubba Wallace the way guys like James Woods are judging Bubba Wallace. Does not permit me to judge Carlos Dillard in a manner that some real ugly people want to shine a light on that. Guys are making yourselves known. People are sitting back and watching. You are coming out on your own. Now, I'm not a big fan of everybody being pointed as a racist because they do or don't do something. But man, when you come out like that or you're just acting a fool and there's enough videos on social media that keep you entertained all day, get you written up at work, there's enough of those videos for that. Hit it straight, guys. You're a child of God born in the United States or a child of God born elsewhere and now in the United States. Whatever it is, it is. Come on. We can't support our brother Americans if they feel like they're being oppressed, if they feel like the needles move the wrong way, why aren't we one big damn family? Does that sound like we can't do that? Yes, I'm a Republican. Yes. A frustrated Republican that can't see through all this crap. Who's tired of politics injecting its way into sports, into COVID viruses, into every walk of our lives. Stick the politics in your ear. I love you if you have a D on your voter's registration. I don't give a rat's ass. Why are we so worried about this? Carlos Dillard was a man who was done incorrectly by a woman. And just on the, on the man-woman, you have to be careful how you approach a woman in that situation. Forget about color, ethnicity, or anything else. And Carlos Dillard handles himself like a gentleman. He didn't get... Nothing. Then when some guy from, from the apartment up above screams, which by the way, later in the video, he comes and apologizes to Carlos because when he gets the full scoop, he realizes the entire neighborhood saw what she did. I invite you to watch it. It's pretty easy after 15 minutes to figure out who's a blame here. Do I feel bad for the lady? Eh. Yes. I don't like anybody going through something like that. But did she do a lot of this to herself? I'll feel a lot less bad if I knew she learned a lesson from it. Not the first words out of her mouth. Oh, I'm a black husband. Really? Listen, my, <laughs> my biological father had a black wife and he was a racist. He had books in his bookshelf that said Mein Kampf. You know what Mein Kampf is? This guy believed that Hitler was the man. That sucked. Sucked. I don't care if he married a black woman and had me. He sucked. Just because you're married to them doesn't exonerate you from being a racist. Mm -mm. My grandparents, God rest their soul, his parents, they were some of the biggest racists I've ever met in my life. I forgave my grandmother. My grandfather was a little more bawong. My grandmother was a, a heinous racist. But people try to do that with the friends too, try to justify, oh, I'm going to say something bad because I have back friends, so I'm going to go ahead. And so I'm all of well, a my I'm best friends are black. Oh, God. My best friend's black. So that means that you all of a sudden can say whatever you want? No, that doesn't exonerate. The only time I find that it's okay to use a comment is like when you have no hate in your heart like that. So I always will tell the story that one of the reasons Lance McCready was my first best friend. What's up, Lance in Toronto? Love you, bro. 
I know he listens from time to time on Facebook Live. That's my dude. Came to my defense, kicked somebody's ass on my defense in first grade. But the, the law of attraction that I always talk about, when I got to school, the reason he was my first buddy, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say it. He was the one, in my opinion, that most resembled me. Through my eyes as a six-year-old, the person who was most like me was Lance McCready, an African-American boy from Brooklyn, New York, lived in the city. Sorry. The McCready's were a proud family, and he stood up for what he felt was wrong. I was being wrong. People were picking on me, and he was thought, stood much taller than anybody else. He went kick a couple people's ass. Leave him alone. That's a human instinct. That's not an instinct that comes with ethnicity or color. So to me, if you're part of the human race, a child of God, then, then you understand this. Don't use God as a crutch and then be this incredibly radical right-wing Republican using, using, it's so funny, religion as a crutch, as a pedestal for yourself. And talking about God being God-fearing man when the hatred in your heart has nothing to do with God. How much can you suck as a human being? This has nothing to do with your party because there's people in both parties that suck that much. It's recognizing when someone sucks like that. My dad sucked like that. And as I got older, I had a lot of arguments with him over this. I'll never forget the funniest story. I go to a club one night with my girlfriend. It was a gay club. I've talked before about having no issues having gone to a gay club in my 20s with my girlfriend, not solo. Because they play the best music. She worked with a bunch of people that went to that club. They were friends of hers, and well. And they know how to have the best time. Dude, probably one of the best times I ever had at a club. Probably. One of the times I went out with them. It was unbelievable. My dad was up in arms when he found out. Why? I'm not gonna. Can I? I can't get. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm just. Like, can you imagine why? I'm just asking. This why. is the, I'm not the same reason why. when I when I come and he sees a hole in my ear and realizes that that's a hole for an earring back in 1989. The, the, the drama he went through. He had battles of thinking that maybe perhaps I, I was homosexual. <laughs> this is the human being that's responsible for my birth. So I had to break the chain. I couldn't be like that. Anybody who knows me knows. <laughs> I'm perfectly content being a male who loves women. That's perfectly <laughs> fine for me, particularly my wife. Let it be. <laughs> Come on, guys. Where are we missing things here? Yeah, that, You're I, a member of the human race. Esto se cae de una mata, bro. But knowing how your dad was, what encouraged you to tell your dad that you went to a gay club? Because piss I, him off. Because I've been to Fantasy Fest, to right? piss him and off. I have a, had a situation that I was hit on by a gay guy. And I just very simply said, I'm flattered, but look, that's my girlfriend. <laughs> and he goes, okay, cool. Which I was like, all right, cool. I guess Never. I got it. But I mean, come on. But I'm not going to go out and tell my dad, hey, Pop, I went to Fantasy Fest, and I got hit on. Never got hit on. But there were a couple of guys that were part of the friendship group that my ex-girlfriend had. And my ex-girlfriend worked at a store that she worked with. It was 90% homosexuals. It's not a problem. They were great people. I worked. 
used to help out in the warehouse with them. I, like part-time employment. I would do stuff like on the side to help them out. They were the greatest people. Meet Me in Miami was the name of the place. Um, and they would make jokes about me because they felt comfortable. They knew I was going to get upset. But they, it wouldn't even be crass. It would be funny stuff. Similarly to how you might poke at a girl in, the, in, the, in a group of friends, right, who might either be the shortest one or how the biggest butt or like, just, it, it was total fraternity, mm-hmm. total brotherhood. It was. The respect level was always was there. I never had to worry about it. somebody necessarily hitting on me or anything so, like that. The respect level was there and they are a great fun whenever I would hang so out with re- them. Regardless of how I was brought up, I got to see with my own, own eyes what I needed to see. And I saw that I was the anti whatever my dad was. Mm-hmm. Everything he represented, that was tough for me. He was a Dodger fan, I was a Yankee fan. <laughs> Fair enough. He liked Hagler, I liked Leonard. He likes Yang, you like Yang. It was it never failed. It never failed. The fights were horrific. Horrific. You can imagine. It's like two boxers coming out from opposite corners. Imagine Anthony and I root for the same teams all the time. We have one issue, in one issue where he roots for another team in the NFL and I give him all kinds of heck. One team. Imagine that everything we did, we were at each other's throat, opposite of each other. We there's, couldn't have been more opposite, my dad and I. There's one team that me and my dad disagree on, but everything else, for the most part, were the same play, were the same teams. I, and, and it was... And it comes down to Chicago. Team, it was something... It, it, it always played. It always played out there that way. Anyway, I guess my final point is this. Leave Bubba Wallace alone, please. Hmm? Can we leave him alone? Can we agree that this has nothing to do with him? And whatever went on, one way or another, let's figure it out. I'm still probably not going to believe it 100%. Uh, if NASCAR is complicit in something to gain attention, shame on him. Um, got a funny feeling, No. Remember we were talking yesterday, there's got to be film, you got to be able to see what the hell happened there. Mm-hmm. And look what happened. I mean, remember, these aren't necessarily tracks that are used every single day, so the footage, going through the footage isn't is as intense as if it's like a business that they got to look through every step to see who walked through that garage. Remember, these are these tracks are used, it was used in October of 2019, and then it, it went, it, it, it probably hasn't been used since this track. Who has to know that he was going to get that garage? In my recent expert work, rolling through footage, and security footage, <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly. I can relate to exactly what you're talking about, Frank. Us, uh, <laughs> us security gurus, we have to go through hours of tape. And we have to find different ways of going through that footage. And sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes it's easier. I think in this case, it might have been a little easier. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the moral of the story is I think I'm going to go to the Holy Cat Lady a little bit in peace. But I am going to confront her. You're not going to call her Karen? No. What's the... <laughs> I, 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 it's crazy how racial that name has become, though. Yeah. What were you going to ask, though? I know what you were going to ask. What were you going to call her? No, but we, what were you going to really ask? Not her. You, you, you asked me if I was going to call her Karen. I said no. And then oh, you well, were gonna I, go, I was going to say, well, what would you call a Hispanic woman? What's right? the Hispanic equivalent to Karen? Juana. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio. Sirius XM, Channel 145. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. The dad joke. <laughs> Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. 
So take a moment to make your kid laugh because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. 180 over 111 and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. This is high blood pressure. Get back on your plan. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigos. I remember going one time during my honeymoon. We did the whole entire um, Today Show, and I wanted to go. I wanted to come out on TV, and I got my wife up early, and we got there an hour and a half before the show started, and I'm like, this is going to be great. We're going to be the only ones there. We're going to come out on TV. We couldn't get anywhere near the cameras. So I can't even make this up for Five years ago, we stayed right on Times Square, the marquee. You could see Good Morning Amigo from uh, Good Morning America from my... That's funny. <laughs> That's a promo. Good Morning Amigo. Weekdays, 7 to noon, only on Slam Radio Sirius XM 145. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and... Insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, que rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's your boy, Juju Smith Schuster from the Pittsburgh Steelers, number 19 wide receiver, and you are listening to Slam Radio. It is Liddy. Turn up. You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145.
I got that off my chest. I needed to. Seems like every day I have a segment that I gotta do some sort of uh, checks and balances. So, if I say a name, will it ring a bell to you, especially something that just happened? Uh, most likely. Unless you didn't hear the news. It's the only thing I can think of. Okay. I'm going to try to see if you've... Uh... Angela Molden. <clears throat> no, I don't know that. 18-year-old. Died of multiple stab wounds. Um, some dude just killed her. Oh, my God. Uh, just a beautiful young lady. Her her sister posted something that really, I see, it, it just seems as if really captivated at least my attention, and it seemed like where its viral nature was, it's a lot having to do with you can you can feel the pain. Um, of a loss like that. But apparently, uh, Dexter Mutong Gurwa, was apparently Angela Molden's former juvenile caseworker, kept up a relationship with her before allegedly stabbing her to death over the weekend. How the hell does that happen, man? I don't know, man. So I wanted to give my condolences to the family. Um, it's just, just, just this sad. This is just a very sad situation. And, well, again, I hope that... Uh, man, it's just tough, man. Her sister's... Uh, her name is Elle. Mm-hmm. And her post, like I said, just broke my heart. Uh, my baby sister was murdered last night. Which was, uh, the night before, obviously. Ladies, please be careful. Please, man, do not ride alone. 18 is too young. Man, my baby hadn't even lived yet. And you can see and feel her pain through her texts. It's, uh, she just lost her mom in September. Uh, it's a tough one. I wanted to give her particularly, obviously, her family as well. Uh, but I wanted to give uh, Ella, I wanted to give her uh, a little bit of Amigo love here on Good Morning Amigo. Uh, my condolences to you on the loss of your baby girl sister. Um, we can only pray that Angela will rest in peace uh, and he will pay for the crime that he committed. It is just absolutely regrettable and... Um, it makes me sick to my stomach, honestly. It's a tough job being a woman in this world, man. Got to raise that Addison to be strong and mm -hmm. tough. Mm -hmm. This is the stuff that just drives me nuts. Every day, different things go through my head of different conversations that I know I'm going to have to have in the future. I'm going through it now. Not easy. Having to have some really candid conversations of what to be aware of. Because I'd rather have the candid conversation than kick myself in the ass for not having the candid conversation later, if you know what I mean. Correct. Um, so my condolences to their family on that. That's just, that's a tough pill to swallow altogether. Mm. I don't know how else to put it, if you know what I mean.
It's just difficult. Uh, are you so? I didn't get your opinion. Are you excited about baseball coming back? I am excited about baseball coming back, man. So it's 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 crazy though because we haven't been able to have any crazy conversations. And yesterday I got into a back and forth with a good friend of mine, and we started uh, we started talking about heckling and stuff like that because we got into the conversation of he's like I can just imagine you when Addison starts playing softball that you're gonna be that dad, and I'm like oh my god, of course I'm gonna be that dad, especially if I'm in a Hispanic uh, Hispanic park. Like, I'd, pr I'd probably sign my daughter up to go play at Tamiami because in my area, I have the Hammocks Club or I have Tamiami, right? So Hammocks is more, I think it's more calm because I used to coach at the Hammocks and it was nothing like when I used to play ball at Tamiami Park and I heard nothing's changed over there. So I told him, I go, of course I'm going to be, I'm going to be standing right behind the play and I'm going to give the umpire hell if he gives my, my, my daughter stuff. So then we started talking about heckling and I told him, I go, don't you think it's funny that like when you heckle in English, it sounds like you're whining? But when you he when you heckle in Spanish, it sounds like you're going like cutthroat, right? At whoever you're going at. I haven't really thought of that before. So, give me an example of heckling in English. All right. So heckling in English, like you're standing behind, so you're standing behind the plate or whatever, and all of a sudden it's a bad pitch, and he calls a and he calls a strike. Like, oh come on, Blue! It was a good pitch. That was right down the middle. You should check your eyes. Yeah. Open your eyes, Blue. You're missing a good game or something like that. Yeah, right? something like that. What are you going to go in Spanish, son? Sons, you're attacking the guy like full cutthroat. Oh, you're an assassin, desgraciado. Oh, you're paying for this. You're a niño, chico. ¿Qué pasa? Yeah, that's true. I remember assassin was a big word at Miami, right? So if you're. Oh, you're an assassin. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it sounds it sounds more hostile than it does in English. It's, it just sounds very whiny. And then talking about like not maybe not heckling, but players talking to umpires. When you're talking in baseball, all right, baseball is the ones that they go full throttle the umpires because those are the biggest arguments between umpires and players, referees and players. In basketball, they do a lot of pleading and then they do a lot of stomping and facial recognition kind of stuff. In soccer, they just straight almost beg. They're like, no, pero no puede ser. Pero como puedes ver Barsic? Pero como puede ser? Como puede ser? Yo no lo entiendo. Pero, pero yo no fui. No, yo no fui. Ese no yo fui. That's a soccer argument. That's a soccer argument. Wow, you did that too good. <laughs> so you see, when I see these players arguing with refs, I do my own voiceovers to them. Because it's just so funny, like, I want to see NBA players, that's one of my most, like, things that I'm looking forward to the most during this entire bubble league going on in Orlando. And I told you I was kind of looking forward to that game that was supposed to be played in, in, in Golden State with no referees. I want to know how much of a show it is for the fans that these players react this way. LeBron is over the top when he goes when talking about, uh, uh, when he's talking to referees and stuff. He's over the top, he kind of just looks at like, I don't understand what's going on, but... That's how LeBron is. Jordan used to go straight to him. Hmm. I don't know what that was, but I think you understand that. I think different sports have different personalities. Yeah, that's the best way to say it. I was looking for the right way to say it. And the soccer personality is whiny. Because they do so a lot a personality of where you they, flop and they come right up to it with their hands always in the like like in the it's very animated, very theatric. Right. So I haven't been able Football, to watch they're gladiators. Soccer. But how much of that is for the fans though? Because like look look how basketball does it. Like LeBron, you see him like running like oh, and like like you stomp, he'll throw his hands up in the air, look all around, look he'll put his hand on his head, like, oh my god, I can't believe this is the most drastic call ever in the history of sports. Mm -hmm. How much of that is for the fans? 
So we're going to start seeing that now when the NBA comes back at the end of this month, uh, at the end of next month. How much of it is the is the theatrics for the fans? Another five weeks, bro. Esto está de madre. Esto yo no sé cómo vamos a sobrevivir esto. Baseball doesn't care though. Baseball goes right to the umpire. They scream at each other's faces. Baseball's fantastic. Love it. That's the best sport arguing with any kind of arbitrator. We had a good conversation today. A few good ones. Before the show with uh, the father of a big leaguer. Oh, right. Mentioned who it is before. Today, I don't feel like mentioning who it is. Mm. I'm going to leave it nameless today. But uh, we're friends with a big leaguer's dad. I'm talking about the big leaguer's mentality throughout this. I've been very critical of big leaguer's. The conversation you guys had about the minor league cut down was very interesting. Like, that's when I put my phone He's down. a smart I guy. I love talking baseball. Didn't man. even think about that aspect. How many minor league teams, how many players, and how many players they pay? How much of a... How, how much of put a, that thought I, process into you, it. He started talking about it. My eyes lit up. I put my phone down immediately, and I looked at my watch. I'm like, okay, I got five minutes. We yeah, it was good perspective. Notice I leaned against the wall, and I did more listening than I did talking mm-hmm. on this one. It was, it was a learning moment. Um, I'm afraid some people, some of those... Big-time players, particularly pitchers, are not going to want to play in this short season. He made a valid point. Why would someone like – and I use the example as Justin Verlander. He used the example of someone who's older, who has money in the bank, who was due to make a lot of money this year and is only going to make a very small portion of it. Why would they risk everything for the small portion mm-hmm. when they still have a few years left on the contract? And, yeah. okay, that's why sometimes everything's about perspective. I've been very critical. That's something that whether it's a million dollars or $14 an hour – in your world, you're going to protect. And I hadn't looked at it that way. Uh, that does bring an interesting dynamic to something that, I mean, I still believe they're a small business and they need to do what they got to do. To, you know, They have money in the bank. It's thanks to that small business. So sometimes you got to reinvest in a small business. I still have that viewpoint. But it offered a different perspective that I think I'm a little lighter now about what might happen going forward. I, think, I actually think in the beginning there'll be some rosy stance and then eventually... Um, most of these guys will play. I think most of these guys will play. Now, will COVID affect us again? For as much crap as you can talk about Fauci, Fauci talked about a spike up in the summer. Second wave. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's Nostradamus, but you can criticize him. Sometimes he says too much. Remember, it's kind of tough to ride bike with someone like Donald Trump. Um, You know, I don't know if that's a good analogy, but it's, it's tough to go jogging with Donald It's tough to do anything with Donald Trump by his side. So take that into consideration. When Fauci's trying to be Fauci, Fauci can't totally be Fauci. And that's regrettable, to say the least. All right, when we come back from break, we'll do more of what we do, which is entertain your ass. We will get back to the Holy Cat Lady Chronicles. So I do believe we will move forward. Frank, I have to go through some footage, but we will move forward with catching her tomorrow and it'll be first thing i think it'll give me enough time to even come back to the studio and continue a regular show while the kids host it um but anthony and amanda will be up bright and early and uh i'm hearing there's a potential of a peanut gallery as well so we're we're excited about what's going to happen we're sorry we didn't do it today we needed more footage more uh more technical proof. preparation and more proof and the technical prep's been done now if you are streaming on one of our platforms either Periscope Live, Facebook Live, or YouTube Live, you can see for yourself that the camera's on. Camera's on, although it may not need to be on anymore, but if you go back um, earlier in the show, you will see the arrival of the Holy Cat Lady herself. So we're going we're gonna to plan everything. Not going to be confrontational. It's going to be one of those Jeff Weinsier's interviews. 
he's the guy who goes to the restaurants that get violations, mm. and he asks the owner why they're violations. Hmm. So they don't usually like it when he gets there. Mm -mm. He isn't rude, but he just asks a very straight-up question. So I'm not trying to be a jerk to the old lady. I just think we need to find a solution. Our neighbors need to find a solution. You know what I'm saying? I don't think anybody's trying to hurt the cats. I just think I'm certainly I'm pro-cat. The cat, listen, I said this to you yesterday before we go to break. I'll tell you this. Cats are animals. Humans are animals. Many times, women will make fun of men. Right? Because what do men do? They eat. Shit, shower, shave, and sleep. So cats don't shave. By the way, there's something else in there. It's procreate, mm -hmm. which is a very nice way of saying they mm -hmm. get lucky. Mm -hmm. What's the difference between the man and a cat is the shaving. Cats don't shave. Mm -hmm. so everything else falls into place. Their animal instinct is to hunt or eat or both and then hunt a female and procreate, mm -hmm. take a dump, and sleep. lay a fart and go to sleep. And that's how they live their life. So it's not their fault. They're living their life. And if they have to hunt the lizard or wait for the holy cow lady to come drop some food for them, they're going to wait for the holy cow lady to come drop the food every day of the week. Don't blame the cats. It's got to be a nice solution to the problem. What I would love is that we capture these cats and then some of our animal lovers come and adopt these cats. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? It would. And we make this into a positive thing. I love people who have cats because that's one less stray cat on the streets. I don't want to see stray cats. We drive down here to come to work every day. We see dozens of dozens, stray cats. Right. This is the hood, but those are stray cats. They're skinny. You see their ribs. Like Those are regrettable cats. These cats are well-fed. There's a reason they're well-fed. The holy cat lady has a smorgasbord for your ass that she lays out, buffet style, and it's got to stop. You gotta get, instead of attracting them, let's save them. How about that? On the other side, we'll keep doing what we do best. Good morning, amigo. Sirius XM 145, the one, the only, Slam Radio. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio. Sirius XM Channel 145. This is Aaron Donald. Listen to Slam Radio. Oh, I love sports. 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 You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145. Oh, yes. Just another day in paradise. Good morning, amigo. You think? How much did I sound like Mario? I didn't try to imitate him. No, like Mario, like the Mario Brothers. Yes, I know. Mario. Like that, right? Sorry, I've gone old school lately while my Saturday and Sunday morning feedings with Addison, instead of me watching like... Paw Patrol or like Power Rangers or something like that. I started dabbling into the cartoon collection of Netflix, and in there they have a series from 1988, the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. I don't know if you ever dabbled in that, no. but it was amazing. I am so surprised it only lasted for only one season. Please, please keep something in mind, Frank. Uh, there's a probably about a 15 year difference between you. Yeah, and probably. So when you were enjoying that, I was enjoying hot 21 year old girls, oh. women. Fair at clubs at three in the morning, dancing and all that. Being it's a possibility you could have woke up hungover on a Saturday morning and run across the show because that's when they played it. Highly unlikely. <laughs> highly, highly, highly unlikely. Did you know the Mario Brothers song had lyrics? Um, no. 
I barely knew there was a Mario song. Swing your arms from side to side. Come on, it's time to go and do the Mario. You, you are, please don't ever do that again on the show. <laughs> For the remainder of your life, please, 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 never again. Did you have fun yesterday when we were doing The Rock's funniest moments and his trash talking and whatnot? Yeah, nostalgia, man. Like, I went back to my wrestling days. I even watched some YouTube videos of back in the day when, when The Rock and Triple H and all these guys used to get into it. You liked it, huh? Yes. The Royal Rumbles, whenever they would come in, the reaction to how The Rock would come in during a Royal Rumble was great. The Stone Cold entrance, back in the day when Stone Cold originally came out with the Broken Glass intro song, he used, they used to put a broken glass on the entrance and the glass would break and then he would come out through the glass. So my question to you is, what did you enjoy more? Was it The Rock's diatribes or the normisms from Cheers? Because we... Oh, yeah, sort of got cool. cut off on the normism. I think the normism. You were blown away that everything that I played for you yesterday was simply from the first season. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Now, the normism was cool because since I haven't, I don't remember cheers like that, it was funny to hear all the little pickup lines that, like, or the, well, the intro lines as him walking into, into the cheers bar. Um, the wrestling was more nostalgic, so it kind of took me back to a day where I used to go home from school and then wait for Monday Night Raw to play. I mean, I back before even SmackDown started. I was it. That's when SmackDown started during the whole Attitude Era, and then Sunday Night Heat was around for a little bit. So like, it brought me back to those days. The Cheers thing was just funny because I just necessarily haven't remembered all those. And even if I was, even if I did remember from when I was a kid watching the show, there's no way that I would understand what the hell was going on. It's like that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> watching shows in kids' eyes are totally different from watching show in the adult eyes. I told you yesterday, like The Simpsons. The Simpsons has so many little innuendos that you're as a kid, you're like, yeah, I don't you know learn what more means. as you're an adult. But I didn't. So I never saw The like, Simpsons. Wow, this show is how is this how is this show played on network television? That show was on Fox. Yeah, but the show I, still runs on Fox. I was never a child when this show came out. That's what I'm trying to tell you. So I, I always understood the innuendos. Yeah, The oh. Simpsons. When did The Simpsons come out? 30 years ago, right? Probably 88. Okay, so how old was I 30 years ago? I was, it was yeah, year two of my proud military career. Yes. <laughs> ah, <that was laughs> a grown-ass man already. I never saw it through kids' eyes. I always saw it through adult eyes. 1989. I get it. 21. Makes sense. That's the year I turned 21, and I started worrying about those girls that I was telling you about that I was worried about while you were worried about Mario. Makes sense. <sighs> Would you like a beer, Norm? I'd like to see something in a size 54, Sudsy. Child's <laughs> life treating you there, Norm. The same? Oh, that's too bad. Afternoon, <laughs> everybody. Norm! I've only seen the last of you. Hey! I thought you guys were at the baseball game. Uh, we left in outrage. They gave us a hard time, asked us to change our seats. Why did they ask you to change the seats? Oh, get this. We're out in center field, take off our shirts to get some sun. Yeah. They said the glare off Norm was blinding the bad. <laughs> Can I help it if I have alabaster skin? Good afternoon, everybody. Norm! Norman? like Norm? Ask the man who's got one. Ah, <laughs> uh, here's mine now. Good afternoon, everybody. Norm! like Tommy? I'm not gonna win any awards, coach. Want to put a broom in my face, please? Right at you. Come 
how did how did cats inter uh, intertwine into this? That's why I played it. In Melville, so he's driving a herd of cats to Dodge City. Ah, <laughs> uh, Sam, you need at least two hundred head for that drive to Dodge. Afternoon, everybody. Norman. Enjoy your beer, Norm. No, I know what they look like. Just pour me one. Good afternoon, everybody. Norman. How about a beer, Norm? Hey, I'm high on life, Coach. Of course, beer is my life. <laughs> Morning, Norm. Where in the heck have you been? Is my watch fast or something? Sorry, Norm. We had kind of a difficult evening. Oh, boy. Finally had to tell the coach we didn't want to see him anymore. It was terrible. Even worse than we feared. Spent half the night arguing about who was to blame. You should have... Diana. Norm! <laughs> How are you today, Norman? Oh, as if you cared. Good <laughs> afternoon, everybody. Hey! Norm! How does it be a sound, Norm? I don't know, Coach. I usually finish them before they get a word in. So <laughs> <laughs> Campbell says, uh oh, pal, you get your own day. <laughs> Evening, everybody. No! Norman? What's shaking, Norm? All four cheeks and a couple of chins, coach. <laughs> <laughs> Evening, everybody. No! no. Norman? Yeah, Norman? Uh, coach, I don't know. I had one this week. Ah, uh, what the heck? I'm young. Uh, afternoon, everybody. No! Normie, Normie, could this be Vera? That was a lot of expensive surgery, maybe. <laughs> Actually, Vera was his wife, by the way. She's an animal. <laughs> All right, so those are those are some of them, but the normal the 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 one I haven't been able to find. Have you ever heard the one where he comes in and then he goes, good afternoon, everybody? And everybody goes, Norm. Yeah. And then, well, then how they all start. And then mm -hmm. she says, Norman. And then usually it's either coach or somebody else that asks him something. Uh, this may have been during the Woody Harrelson era, so maybe a season three or four move, right? But uh, the ask is, what's going on with Mr. Peterson? And then Norm's response is, it's not what's going on with Mr. Peterson. It's what's going in, Mr. Peterson. Oh my God. Give me a beer. And, dude, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just a dork about it. That's one of the funniest. That's one of my favorite things in all of TV is the Normisms. And it attracted me to a show that was based out of a city that I didn't like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Conceptually, going to a bar and drinking at a bar while I was not a kid, uh, I still wasn't old enough to appreciate what that meant. Um either through lack of experience or not having gotten to 21 yet. Uh, that show ends, I think I'm 23 when that show ends. or 20, No, I'm a little older. I'm about 25 when that show says goodbye to TV. Um, but it was just such a part of what the late 80s and the early 90s represented. Uh, and mostly the late 80s. Like that's, that's really when that show was on. I want to say, was it 84 or 85 through? I, I don't know the exact dates, but I know that you know, people like Tip O'Neill made appearances on this show. And for whatever it was worth, 
it the characters within the show, whether it was the mailman Cliff Clavin, um, Diane, all the different characters, Woody, who played a role in this, Coach, of course, Sam, the ex-ball player, uh, recovering alcoholic who owns the bar, and, and other characters on the show. Um, Frazier made a real name for himself in that. And then it's Christy Allen was in that show also. Kirstie later on, Alley. Right? Kirstie oh, Kirstie Alley, Alley right. Um, <clears throat> she was on that show later on, though, right? Yes, she was towards the back end. Okay, all right. Um, but Frazier was phenomenal. Um, with his wife Lilith, and then you know he, he had his own show that spinned off from that, and I thought that was excellent. It just really is one of TV's masterpieces. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe a lot of the work that Norman Lear did with Three's Company, Happy Days, All in the Family, The Jeffersons, like all those, they found ways to intertwine. Laverne and Shirley, happy, I said Happy Days already. Um, that was a lot. Of, there was a glory year, the seventies. And the early 80s of TV that Norman Lear completely dominated. I want to say Norman Lear was even responsible for Love Boat, if I'm correct. That guy was just, I mean, he was on point. And a lot of his stuff broke barriers and is the reason why he's the legend he is today. I can't help but think when you get into that newer age of TV and shows like Seinfeld, Friends, Cheers, Frasier, uh, that brought a different dynamic to TV that allowed what we got to see with Big Bang Theory, what we've gotten to see Two and a Half Men, comedy changed, it got sharper, sitcoms changed the way they they delivered their messages, it went from being hokey and family and hunky-dory to sometimes poignant and sometimes even a, a part of what pop culture represented. You know, I know that saying Bill Cosby's name is taboo, but obviously the Cosby show played a big role in the 80s. And a lot of the uh, different strokes being a, a part of all. I mean, there's so many families of shows that spawn off. To me, those 20 years of TV couldn't have been better. And probably the reason why I don't think I ever attached, I know this is a long-winded thing to say, but I never really grabbed the hold onto The Simpsons. I think I've told you that. Mm-hmm. I find com- comedic value. I find some stuff interesting on the show. I think it's kind of funny. Was it because you were 21 <laughs> when it debuted and it was a cartoon? So, like, it kind of looked back. Oh, he turned off. Watch that crap. Then after a couple of years, I had a good friend that told me, you know, you're not even opening your mind. This has nothing to do with a cartoon. And I couldn't get to it because there were too many Fantasy Island Love Boat episodes, uh, All in the Family. All of this is what I grew up to. Good times. Come on. Like, that. I wasn't going to gravitate to a cartoon after that. Even the, what was a love and marriage? Married with children. Married with children. Funny as all hell spawned off careers galore from that show. People only know the Buckingham Fountain in Chicago because of Married with Children. Like, I'll take a picture and I'll post it. I'm like, oh my God, isn't that the fountain from Married with Children? Yeah, guys, it's a Buckingham Fountain. Except I never really loved that show. That show was great. That was a great show. I see it now, and I can see the comedic value. I just, to me, it was not what I grew up to. And I thought that show was funny when I was a kid. And now when I get older, I watch and I, I start. It's funny. Now I start realizing the comedy value of it's hating legit his wife. funny. It's legitimately funny. And he's miserable. He works in a shoe store. Like it's his legitimately hysterical. And the whole high, going back to his glory high school day, like it's just that's the only thing he has to hold his head on. It's phenomenal. Four touchdowns for Pokai. So it's a shame because I wish I could ask you the question about Lilith. Um, Lilith was Fraser's wife in Cheers. And was that the blonde lady? No, that's Diane. That's Diane. Did she have any kind of attraction towards the... Who was the name of the owner of the bar? Sam. Sam. Did he have- that's the blonde. You're thinking about uh, Shelley Long. No, okay. not okay. her. Right. 
I'm talking about Fraser's wife. Oh, all right, show all right, all right. Is a brunette psychiatrist like him. Mm-hmm. Her name is Lilith. Mm-hmm. She's very uptight, very tightly wound, type A personality, um, and it's played to perfection on this show. What's not known by a lot of people because she's so tightly wound and played in this role is that she very well at the time was probably, and not even close, I don't want to use the word hot, but the mo- one of the most attractive women in all of Hollywood. And unbeknownst to anybody because she played a role of this uptight business psychiatrist. Yeah. It looked like a business, but right. just in a suit all the time and exactly. very tight and very white and very, when I say white, like they had her, they painted her very pasty, like, like she was bland and Northeastern and... The reason I know this could be further from the truth is because I once upon a time had a boss that was her first cousin. And my boss brings pictures of her in real life and immediately spawned a a crush on this woman. Now, for the life of me, I don't remember her actual actress name. Like, I don't remember her. I know her as Lilith. Bebe Nurth. Bebe Nurth. Newerth. Newerth. Okay. Yeah, Newerth. There's a W in there, right? N-E-U-W-I-R-T. That's her name. Um... She's a former dancer, Frank. And if you can Google younger pictures, you're going to understand why she was kept in disguise. This is, I mean, if she'd have gone another route, she could have been the vavavoom of Hollywood of that time. <laughs> yes. I'm glad Lauren agrees. Have you seen any of the pictures I'm referring to? You probably haven't. Yeah, buddy. You're not even looking for her. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, she's hot, bro. Okay, so you are admitting that she's a good-looking yeah, woman. Yeah, letting the sounds talk to you. Well, but the thing is, okay, well, I mean, now, she, now she's a little older, right? So th- it's not there anymore. I'm talking about Bebe Newer 30 years ago is what I'm talking about. Yeah, there's a... She's an older woman already, like with all due respect. Sort of a bed, and, and, and she has, at that time, I would guess, it's oh, more risque of attire, but yeah. It's yeah, there's a, gif, there's a gif of her. Um, oh, my God, there's one here with... Yeah, there's a gif of her in, in lingerie, let's just say. She... When I tell you stunning, it is understated. There's a a picture of her. She has a black dress on. She's sitting in a chair, legs spread open. Well, that's well. It's not a nasty picture. I'm just giving you like I'm just I'm just looking. That's that picture's really hot. Well, she's also an amazing actress, and she's been on Hollywood, and and she is dynamite. She's undercover hot. Again, she's a little older these days. Well, I'm I'm not talking about now. I'm just talking in general. She's undercover. Thirty years ago, um, she. I'm telling you. Perhaps and she does a great job. I don't even think she wanted to portray that too much. She did in the beginning, and then it just kind of went away from it. But I used to have better a better time finding these pictures of her, where she was like she has dancer legs and a body to die for. Like there's just no other way to say it. Like there are women who kill for the body that that woman had, um, and yet she played into that role, and she was magnificent. She's highly intelligent. I've seen her interviewed on night, you know, uh, late night shows and. Um, she, I mean, it was a gift. It was a gift to be able to have a woman like that play that kind of role, uh, and it attracted so much attention. Yeah, she comes out the first time in season four. Yeah, season four is her first appearance, but she, I mean, just unbelievably beautiful. Um, <laughs> yes, thank you. Yeah, so I went off on Bebe New. There's <laughs> one right here. Look at her right here. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, absolutely. Good for her. Those are the shows that, to me, make it tough to watch The Simpsons and say, ha, ha, ha. And Simpsons even have more value. Today's shows are just. So, like, I can get into Blackish, right? Mm-hmm. What's the one now that's 
basically a spin of the fact of the lady from Blackish being a kid. And I've watched it, not intently, but I've seen probably two or three episodes in pieces. Um, ABC was on last night, I think it was. Uh, that's a little fun to watch. Um, but you see, like the Connors, I can't get into that the stuff. The Connors is funny, but the Connors had to re... They had to kind of on the fly like do a line change because all of a sudden they came Ray came out with their new show right Roseanne. and it was still Roseanne and then all of a sudden Roseanne got in the middle of whatever she said some racial comments that she threw out there Strange. they fired Roseanne so they killed her off on the show and then they renamed the show The Connors now like the main star of the show pretty much is Darlene and her kids it's a little bit and you still have Dan and you still have everybody else but Darlene is now the se- the focal point of the show. It's it's a bit boring. It's funny. It's still funny. I think it's funnier now without Roseanne in it, man. That's the crazy part. It's funnier now that Roseanne's not in it. I haven't watched it enough to tell you one way or the other. They take their little shots, though, because, like, even Fuller House, like, Fuller Fuller House is obviously the spinoff of Full House when the three girls get older now with their kids. But all the time, they're throwing just little shots at Michelle all the time at um the Olsen twins. But they're throwing shots at the Michelle character all the time about talking about how she's trying to get into the fashion game, but it's not working out for her. And, oh, um, she, was, she was supposed to come, but she left us hanging. Like, different things like that. They'll just in- integrate it into the show. But the Fuller House one isn't as good. I'm just watching that out of a lot of nostalgia. I wasn't a huge Roseanne fan. I kind of found it annoying when I was a kid. Now I'm going back and I'm watching the episodes and I'm finding it more funny. But that's kind of why now I've gotten into the Connors. Yeah, a lot of those shows just don't do it for me. It's really strange. You would think otherwise, but it doesn't cut the mustard. You know, the other one that didn't was the one with uh, Tool Time, whatever. Oh, my God, that was one of my favorite shows, Home Improvement. Home Improvement. It that was, was one of my favorite shows. Was, that was, To be honest, was that was my first funny. sitcom that I sat there and I would laugh out loud. It, it was funny, but it got... Is the word annoying? You think? Bit, a little bit. I mean, yeah. because it was... It's too simple a plot. It was, I, I guess. It was just based on making you laugh and having... But then again, Cheers is too laugh. simple of a plot. It's just you're sitting around in a bar and everybody's just coming in, having hanging out. It, it resonated with a lot of people because everybody, I guess, for the most part, goes and has an experience at a bar at one point or another. I guess the setting was different, but the similar mindset of the camaraderie of neighbors and talking over a fence and having the family issues and... Family always plays in sitcoms very strongly. It plays a good role. Well, all those 90s sitcoms, they all had one thing in common, that there was a major problem, and all of a sudden, like, there was this, let's solve it at the end of the show type of deal. And it was always revolved around a family, either a kid mad at a parent or, or a brother mad at a sister or something like that. They all had it. And Full House, you knew it was coming because they would put la musiquita at the end of the episode, and you're like, all right, here it goes, the happy moment of the show, and you would kind of just, I would lose attention after that part. But that's what all 90s shows had in common. And Home Improvement was more of the, much of the same. The 70s and 80s shows, albeit hokey, didn't always do that. I think it was more about the laugh. And I, the one thing I don't like about all that is the, the canned studio laughing. I can't stand it. That's what makes Modern Family and The Office um, funny in a different aspect because it's up to you to understand the joke and laugh or not. They don't tell you what's supposed to be funny and what's make, supposed to make you laugh. They, they, they give you the ability to make your own decision on it. And a lot of that awkward silence does come across as funny. Hmm. Interesting. Especially the office that they're acknowledging that there's a cameraman following them. 
that to me has like in the beginning i didn't understand that i was just like why do they keep looking at the camera there's not supposed to be a cameraman but they've integrated into the show that that's his job like they'll even do little interviews on the side it's like i know this is your job but i'm not going to talk about my divorce if i'm not going to talk to him about my divorce i'm not talking to you about my divorce <laughs> is anybody in the room with you nobody's here is the cameraman there yeah he's here All right, I got a little something fun for you before we go to break. Oh, I guess I got the wrong one here. I did get the wrong one. How funny. <laughs> All right, so you seem to be pretty good and adept at this stuff. Right? Maybe. Let's see. How good are you? Oh, that's Saved by the Bell. Very good. But that's not the original one. It's the full version. Oh, that's not the original song, brother. That's the full version. <laughs> I'm telling you, I watched Saved by the Bell religiously. That is not the way it sounds. But okay, fair enough. It says it's the full version of the song. I'm saying, but that's not the sound. artist that sung it originally. Really? All right. No, no, no. Don't play, don't play sound wars with me. That's not how this works. <laughs> All right, come on, come back at me. It's interesting how you take that approach. I'm just saying. So you're saying this is not the original? No. Nope. That doesn't sound like the original one. You're 100% right. That does not sound like the original one. That's weird because it says it's the full version. It's definitely not the full it version. It says it's the full version doesn't necessarily mean it's the... It's, it's the, not like, definitely the full version. It's not really the full version. It's not the full version at all. Let's see if you know this one. Hello, everyone. Why is it doing that? Well, that was because I found the original, like the actual version of it. Okay. So like I said, I'm not going to play Audio Wars with you. No, I'm not, but this is it. That's the original. So you're playing that? Yeah, I'm playing that. <laughs> okay. I'm glad you found the original. Why do you keep playing it? Because it annoys Stop! <laughs> Damn. How about this? You don't know that one. No, I don't know that one. Wow. Probably never even seen the show. Oh, I'm sure you've seen this show. What show? You sure you don't know? No. That's the Cosby Show theme. Oh, I never even, I never really watched the Cosby Show, to be honest. You've never seen I, the Cosby no, Show? I didn't say that. Okay. I didn't say that. Okay. I didn't uh, say that. Hold on a second, You said, guys. I've probably never seen the show before. No, no, I wasn't into that show. Something but you said, different. I've probably never seen the show oh, before. Oh, no, no, no. Well, I mean, yeah, but, but that's why I didn't remember the theme song. Here, how about this? It's an old show, I don't know. 
You don't know the song, huh? Golden Girls? Nah. I don't know. Cut it off before the 30s so you don't have to pay them. Quantum Leap themes. I have no idea what that is. You've never seen Quantum Leap? I've never heard of Quantum Leap. Okay, I want you, you can probably get it on Netflix. I want you to watch a few episodes of Quantum Leap. What year was Quantum Leap? <sighs> Late 90s? Yeah, Early I have 2000s. never, ever seen this show. I've seen that character before. Didn't know that that's where he was from. Yes. Hmm, okay, I'll look into promise it. Promise me that you'll watch that. I promise, I'll watch it. Never, ever have I watched that show. Never, ever have I heard of that show. Like I said, I've seen that character before, but I didn't know it was... This one you don't know, then I don't know you anymore. You ready for this one? Ready. You sure? Sure. Okay. Here it comes. In living color. <laughs> this one you're gonna have to put on the royalty report. That's fine. <laughs> I'll back out before, so I don't have to. <laughs> I remember that. That's when I started getting into shows. Soon. Yeah. There you go. Jada was a backup dancer. Jim Coles was on that show. Jim Carrey was in that show. Jim Carrey was on that show. My boy Tommy Davidson was on that yeah, show. Yeah, boy. Tommy was funny. And then, of course, the Wayans Brothers and David Allen Greer. Yeah, Wayans yeah. Brothers. I was watching that the other day. They still play the reruns on BET. They, uh, they certainly do. And it's Takea Crystal Kama. I don't remember her too much. So you never watch, like, different strokes? All the time. Oh, okay. Just trying to find. How about Punky Brewster? Not really. I'm trying to find around the age of what you... Well, no, I mean, that was on during my time. I didn't happen to like that one, though. So, yeah. That was Kim, a random one, I know. Yeah. Kim Wayans was in this show. I wonder if in this one... Is that J-Lo dancing? Let's see. Probably. Oh, yeah. That's definitely Jay. Yeah, she was one of the backup dancers. Let me see. Uh, is that her? With her poofy 80s haircut. Yeah, but that might not be her. Remember, they had different dancers every night. So. Oh, I know. Oh, that girl looks like J-Lo, but it's not J-Lo. It's funny. You see their dance moves, though, Frank? Yeah, Super Hades. But a lot of what we see today comes from that, though. I'm not even going to lie to you. A lot of, we just, they just dance faster nowadays. Man, J-Lo. J-Lo got to go back to that haircut, bro. Yeah, but I don't think J-Lo's in this one. Let me see. And there's a blonde. Yeah, that doesn't look like the it. The Fly Girls. The Fly Girls. That's you got to go to that curly hair again, man. Ooh-wee. You like that one, huh? Yes, sir. Come back from break. You can tell we're a little bored. <laughs> Tomorrow we'll be broadcasting live on uh, on uh, <laughs> on remote. I guess we don't do remotes. We're gonna we're gonna bust the holy cat lady. That's what we're gonna do. Oh, man, this has become such a topic. It's funny, and at the same time, I just I want to get this over with already. I'm just glad we've been able to to move in a, in the correct direction. And now I have footage. I have footage. Blood. Baseball's back. We'll talk about that. So much more. Good morning, amigos. Sirius XM 145, the one and only Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM channel 145. Hey, this is Tiki Barber. You're listening to Slam Radio.
coming up next on Slam Radio, the youth. Is Amanda Nicole again today? I think so. <clears throat> I'm not even sure anymore. I lost track of days and the schedule and all that. going to be on TV, Frank. You're going to be on TV? Yes, sir. Or we are going to be on TV? No, I'm going to be on TV. Are you going to be on Cops? Because I hear the police coming right now. No, no. I'm going to be on TV for a completely different reason. Um, hold on. You were already on TV. No, 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 no. I like Good Morning America. And I like being interviewed TV. Like, I'm going to be on... Going, uh, like an actor? Yeah, kind of. You, an actor? Kind of. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I don't know if it's an official role or an extra role, but it's a role. And it's not a roll of toilet paper either. Or what you clean yourself with a roll of toilet paper with, but it's it's a roll. Um... I got a feeling I'm going to be, no, I don't have a feeling. I can confirm that I'm going to be in Gravesend with my buddy Willie DeMeo. I do believe, because I'm Hispanic in a thing like this, that I'll probably be an extra. Not, that's not a bad thing. It's just that I don't, no one's building a role in the script for little old me. That's not what's happening here. I will, face will come out somehow. Seriously, um, I'm helping Willie out. With some stuff. Um, Sid Rosenberg's gonna be on it for sure. They forged a friendship. I made a marriage there. Like, I. The voice. There's it's a the, bromance it's there. There's a voice there. There's a bromance there. He goes, Yo, buddy, you were so right. You were so right, Larry. He's like one of us. He's like one of the guys from the. You know, like he understands the life in Brooklyn, he understands who we are, you know? Um, I'm so happy that they hit it off because I was afraid that Sid was gonna, you know, Give him the stiff arm and absolutely did not. Um, you thought Sid was going to give him the stiff arm? Sid, if Sid doesn't know you, like, like, I'll be honest with you. I take a lot of credit for the fact that if I go to Sid, Sid, I want you to meet somebody. Sid will pay attention. If you go, Sid, I want you to meet somebody. Yeah, all right, later, Frank. Yeah, he does that to me all the time. So that's kind of how Sid is. I, so I got to be like, hey, it's Frank. Who? You know, Larry's producer. Who? The Amigos producer. Who? The guy that answers for Amigo. Oh, hey, what's up, man? What's up? <laughs> it's my good buddy Larry. Where is he at? <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm excited about that. But I helped him. I've been helping him with logistics in Miami for some stuff that's going to happen here in Miami. Capiche? Capiche. So it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fun times getting involved with that. I'm I'm stoked about it. I may actually uh, you might start seeing on my Instagram posts. Of the sort. Are you going to take me on set? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you better. I told you, get ready. You're going to need extras. I know that for a fact I'm in charge of, there's a few scenes that I'm going to be getting extras for. Mm-hmm. You know. But what kind of resemble that? our community there. Oh, okay, okay. I was going to say, what kind of extras are we talking about? There we go. That would resemble our community. Depends on who kind of type you're looking for. Depends on whether or not I can fulfill those roles. And depending on how you're saying it is, I cannot fulfill those roles. Yeah. Can't fulfill anything on there. Yeah. Do you know the, the latest thing I have now? You know that I never watched MMA. Now my thing is to catch the clips on SportsCenter and ESPN MMA. They're fantastic. Really? Oh, my God. I, this is one they just posted literally like 20 seconds ago. Uh, Cody Garbrandt. 
at UFC 250, a knockout at the buzzer. It was, um, it was really, I, I, for some reason, this is taken. I'm taken with this now. This is the new thing, watching people get floored. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, bro, I'm going to be on TV. How about them apples? The other thing I did find out, this is very good news. This is very good news. I had a great conversation and meeting yesterday with our friends from Alzheimer's Walk Miami and Alzheimer's Association. Um, dude, looks like your boy is going to be the mission chair this year, which is crazy. That is pretty crazy. So I think next week will be official word. Uh, this year it's a little different. I mean, it was. It, it, I'm not minimizing what it is as a role because it's usually one of the highest and most important roles. Uh, because of COVID, some things are changing, so everybody's got to wear different hats. So I'm sure I'll be very involved. Um, but that's because of everything and our work last year. It's looking more and more like that's the direction it's going. We're going to obviously be involved one way or the other. That's not a deal breaker for me. It's whatever they need me to do. Uh, our partnership, our media partnership with them, we're going to actually double it up, Frank. And we'll talk more about that in the coming days and weeks because we want to bring awareness not just to what's going on relevant to awareness to Alzheimer's, but we're actually going to start gassing up the walk, the Miami walk and Florida walks through spots on our station. Um, and we're going to work towards doing that. So we're going to have a really close and fantastic union with the Alzheimer's Association. And I'm excited to be on their, uh, on their board. That's kind of, that's cool. I've never really, cool. that's, that's outstanding. That's, uh, that's right up there with being on TV. We'll go be all right. <sighs> all right, coming up next, the youth here on Slam Radio. I, today's a rough day. Like, There's not a, a great deal to talk about, for sure. Um, but I think if you wanted to grab onto something, there are some real concerns about the spikes and what's going on. There's some accusations going on relative to uh, social media, if you stay tuned. There's one person on social media who's claimed... That this is all kind of a setup, and um, that you're going to see the numbers ironically dip right before the 4th of July. Um, I don't know how true any of this is. Why would they ironically dip? So that we would think that we're on the back end and past it, rather than, you know, in the middle of it or in a spike. Um, that they had been withholding some results and then they released them all, and then I don't understand the conspiracy. Sounds like, yeah, I was gonna say, it sounds like a conspiracy theory. I don't understand it. So I'm not gonna try to explain it. I'm just gonna tell you that that's, this is, this is the rhetoric. This is what's going on. I cannot wait. Scouts honor, I cannot wait until they have, they've got the vaccine and then we can get to a place that's a little closer to that norm. I don't know if we'll ever get there or not, but man, gosh, this is dastardly. Pain in the ass. All right, baseball back, basketball soon to be back. We're trying to get back to normal. Cases are going up. What's going on around us? Believe it or not, if you get the perspective from teenagers, you'd be surprised as to how enlightening it is. That's why I point you to stay tuned here on Slam Radio. It's 11 o'clock sharp today. We will start with the youth. We didn't have any guests today. We just had a good time talking. We had a great time talking. We, had, we came up with a lot of random conversations that kind of tied into sports. 
Tied into life, tied into now, tied into then. I have a few shout-outs as I say goodbye. It was a productive show. I want to give a shout-out to uh, Angela Molden. May you rest in peace, rest in power, Angela. Teenagers around the country. It's understandable. Listen, as a teacher, I deal with young teenagers all the time. There's no reason for any adult to make you as a teenager feel uncomfortable. Or for that matter, be in a situation where he can stab you after being your social worker. This should never be one or the other. Listen, as much as I love my students, Frank, I think you're the first to know, even the ones that are very, very close and tight with me. Like Ricky Bobby. I see more Ricky Bobby now than I think I did when it was school. It was every other day at school before. I was this guy almost every day now. It's incredible. Great. He's getting ready to go to the Coast Guard. You know how that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, my, my newest goddaughter, my newest addition to my family, Ariana. Even still, I will see these young adults around others. I won't meet one-on-one with, not, I, never have I met one-on-one with any of them. So the situation that came up with poor Angela, it, it, it's a fearful one. And I would tell parents of young girls to, to coach them up. I have one that's 18. I coach her up. And trust me, there's going to be a conversation today. In my prayers is Angela Molden and her entire family. That's a sad one, bro. Shout out to Willie DeMeo, Gravesend. Part of what we do here a little more. Shout out to the Alzheimer's Association and Alzheimer's Walk Miami. They'll be a little more prevalent in what we do as well. Am I missing anything that we went over today? Oh, let's thank the Holy Cat Lady. Yeah, Tomorrow baby. we'll be broadcasting live very close to her smorgasbord. That buffet for those cats, boy. I got a meow mix for her. All right. Let's get some young blood in here. Let's get the youth. I'm off like a dirty shirt. See ya. The views and opinions expressed on Good Morning Amigo are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.